0: hello hello everyone this is john gersten i am hi hi julie so uh, just want to tell everyone that i am going to be operating controls here for this meeting and julie actually is your host tonight so julie why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and i think you got a few okay. notes just to tell the crowd sure.
1: hi guys this is julie wells and i'm of course i'm you know i'm now joined by john Gerstin, uh, Lauer tonight. Uh, we, can do, uh, we do this call on the second Monday of each month. Gold Club members can submit deals prior to the call and that we will review them right here. If you're a Gold Club member, you can listen but not participate. You can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.ronsgoldclub.com. Also, we want to remind you that the price for Quick Start and mentoring is going up in January. If you have any questions... Now, John, I don't have the number in front of me again. What was that number for them to call in if they have any questions?
0: Sure, you can call. I'll hit hit 888-391-9844. 9844.
1: Okay, Okay. just a reminder that uh, the prices of Quick Start and the mentoring going up in January. If you have any questions, please call 888-391-9844. All right. That's right.
0: And there are, I understand there are operators that are available until 9 p.m. tonight for anybody who wants tonight. to make that call today. Uh, so after this call, you can make that call up to that number uh, or after today, the rest of the week. But be sure if you want a quick start or mentoring, be sure to contact uh, Global Publishing before January 1st.
1: Gotcha. Okay, great. All right. Let me so go ahead and
0: give some instructions here now. So if, uh, if you out there, as I said, I'm going to be handling the, uh, the, the uh, control panel here to get people into the queue. And I seem to have a few in the queue. So um, what I want to do is tell you if you are a Gold Club member and you'd like to ask a question or discuss a deal that you submitted, press star 6. If you press star 6, that will enter you into the queue. If you're a Gold Club member and you did not dial in on the interactive line that's listed on your Gold Club membership website homepage, you should hang up now and dial back in using that phone number and access code. Now, that access code, you scroll down on the first page. It's the bottom of the page in your Goal Club. So if you want to get into the queue to ask a question, press star 6. That will enter you into the queue. And... uh that's about it for right now.
1: Okay. Do we have our first caller, John?
0: Well, we got a lot of calls here. A lot of people are in listen mode, but I got I got nobody in the queue right now. It's just you and me, actually.
1: All right. Well, we do have. And that Nicola has sent in uh, about eight leads that we want to discuss this evening. So hopefully she'll be on the call soon. I'm, I'm actually
2: on see the
1: see call you. now. Awesome. <laughs> You're okay, on the well, call. And then, oh I
0: see I see okay, I see your number here yep,
1: congratulations on the eight leads they're all yes leads are these um leads that you've been in touch with? I noticed they are just a little bit old, not quite too old, but are they um something that you've talked to some some of the sellers recently to be honest,
2: I just figured out how to use the dream system, and I uh, went, oh my gotcha. goodness, I have these leads that's why know I haven't. They've been contacted by the virtual
1: assistant. Okay, great. Well, do you have the leads in front of you? I do. Okay. Which one would you like to start with? Uh, The
2: one that's uh, Lancaster, which is, um, let's see, the address is West Avenue L.
1: West Avenue L. West Avenue L. Okay, got it right here. Okay. So Daniel is the seller. And his asking price is two hundred and uh I'm sorry, two million one hundred thousand. Um, do you know what the comps are? You yeah, think so it'll wait, pay for three point four.
2: Wait a second. I, I did look that one up and that's a whole okay. lot of dirt. It's a lot of land uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere. So let's
1: not pick that one. Let's pick the one I know on, uh um, so and that probably what's happened with that one, uh, I suspect, is it's probably um been developed and it looks like he had built a single-family home on there. So more than likely, what's happened is, is uh, it's not been updated on the uh, the comp sites at this point. But, yeah, let's go on to the next one, and then just follow up with that one and check that out, because I think that might be the issue. Okay. This is Kenbrook in Silmar. Kenbrook. Okay. Got Kenbrook. Okay. Mary is the seller here. Now, she's asking $1, 000, 50, 000. And, uh, fifty thousand. and – So do you have the comps on this one? I do not have the comps yet. Okay. So what are your questions on this?
2: So then um, actually since I haven't done this, I'm not quite sure what I should be doing. So I should get these and do the comps and then
1: call them directly. Is that the plan? Well, Mary, here's how I usually do these uh, leads when they come in. I always like to look at my leads, and, of course, I always pull my comps. Do you know how to pull the comps, by the way? I know that I
2: can do it in the Dream System. I have not done that yet.
1: (laughs) Okay. And, of course, there's other websites, too. Uh, But once you pull the comps and you know what the property's worth, if they're somewhere close, you know, uh, for what we're looking to buy it for, then uh, we want to decide oh, this is the way, like I said, this is how I do it. I'll figure out what my exit strategy is going to be before I even call and talk to the seller. That way I'm ready to negotiate if they're wanting to, um, you know, if they're willing to come down any, if, uh, you know, they give me a, a monthly price. That uh, Since they they refuse to share the information here, you've got to get that information out of them. But if they don't, I want to know, is it something that I think I can cover that monthly payment with? Okay. So That's how I would handle it. Um, Now, obviously, you're going to have to be able to get the uh, information out of them, although they are saying that they will do a lease purchase. So you want to know what the rent comps are coming up at as well. And then um, figure out if uh, if there's any money to be made on it, obviously. And then, then I would call them, talk to them, see if we can get them down on their price any. Sometimes they're a little bit negotiable. Uh, he is uh, – it says he wants to move to another area, So, but he's not in any, in any hurry because there's no specific timeline there. Um, but uh, it's a four-bedroom, three-bath. Knowing that, I would say that um, I would probably – if i was buying that at the asking price of around 1050000 uh, then I think I would want to at least sell this for um, somewhere in the neighborhood of one point one you know, at a minimum of 1.1. 1. 1. If I think I can get 1.1 1. 1 out of my tenant buyer, you know, what what kind of monthly payment am I going to get from them? I think with a 1.1, 1. 1, uh, and and I probably would get at least 10% down. How much do you think you would want to get down um, when you sell it?
2: Well, in Somar, I suspect I'd be lucky to get about 30,000 down.
1: Oh really? Okay.
2: So All right, far, well, it's not um, the high end of LA.
1: It's not the high end of LA. Well, still, no. I mean, we are talking about a million dollar home here. Um it's a four bedroom, three bath. You think 30,000 is the best you can do? Um
2: I I haven't tried yet, so I don't yeah. know that it's the best I can do, but yeah, Well, I know. I
1: know um if if I had a million dollar home, I would want to get a minimum of around 100,000 down. I might settle for around eight seventy five to 80, but obviously the more money you can get down, the better it's going to be for you. Um, I'm not sure if, uh, I mean, like you said, that, that's not the uh, best area of town, so I mean, are the comps there? We we need to know if the comps are there. If they're asking 1050000 uh, uh, fifty thousand, then... There, there should be comps there to satisfy that. And, of course, if there are, then any tenant buyer that's going to buy a property like that should be prepared to put down, you know, a minimum of 75000 so I think you'll get more than 30000 down out of it. Okay. Okay. And then um, you need to find out from her, I mean, obviously it's a lease purchase. So if you're going to do a lease purchase, you're probably not going to get longer than a two-year period. You might be able to get them to give you more than that, Um, but uh, you're gonna have to find a tenant buyer that you're gonna put in there that's gonna be a strong tenant buyer because you wanna get them cashed out quickly. So you'll actually work with them to um, try and repair their credit. Uh, You know who Paul Ritter is, right? I do. Okay, so once you get a tenant buyer that uh, has the down payment money and is ready to move forward, you're gonna turn the application into uh, Paul Ritter. Paul will work with them. If he thinks he can get them financed within uh, that two-year period, actually, I would probably want to put someone in there that could be financed within a one-year period just in case that tenant buyer doesn't work out and you have to put another one in there.
3: Okay. Okay.
1: Any other questions about this one? Um, no, I think not. Okay. All right. Let's check out another one. Which one would you want to look at next? Um.
2: Let's pick the one on 97th in Los Angeles.
1: Okay. So they're asking $720,000. Uh, they owe 430000 And by the way, Annette, what I usually do with these lead sheets, since you're new, I will take my um, highlighter pen and I'll go through, and I like to click off, uh, you know, highlight the most important things. And obviously, you know, the seller's name's a good thing, the address is a good thing, but Knowing that they have a first mortgage of four hundred thirty that's definitely something you want to highlight their payment is twenty four hundred um, also the reason for selling is they're relocating so that's something I would want to um, uh, highlight so that when I talk to the seller that's kind of like a uh, button that we want to push We just want to remind them oh I see here that you're relocating I'd like to help you get on your way quicker so basically um, knowing those You know, those little points will help you. Um, Another thing, too, is that he wants to move before December 7th. So, obviously, that date's come and gone. Um, That's an important thing that we want to, you know, be aware of when we talk to the seller. So, um, it's a possibility that he's already moved, but the house is not sold yet, which that works in your favor. Um, But you'll definitely want to give him a call and find out if uh, he's already moved Because if it's sitting there vacant, another hot button is the fact that he's sitting there making a $2,400 a month payment, and the house is sitting vacant. So anyways, um, and then I also like to look at the note, and this says that it it needs minor repairs. So you want to ask the seller, what are the minor repairs needed? And a uh, $720,000 home in California, is that like middle of the road type house? Yes,
2: but it's in an area that this would be a good. It's the. Uh, it's a i I want to say Compton, but it's in a good section of Compton, so it's. Okay. It's a good area. It's a good middle class working okay.
1: area. Good. Okay. Great. All right. So you probably could uh, find out what those repairs are. You can either sell it as a work for equity, or you can go in and make the repairs and maybe get just a little bit more money out of it. Um. Let's see. Looking at the notes, it just says on here that he would consider uh, a lease option. So that's something else you would want to highlight. And then if they're asked, if they're considering a lease purchase, I like to just put an LP on the front of my uh, uh, lead sheet. That way, when I talk to the seller, I can reference those different points. So that's the way I handle those. So what would be your questions on this one? Um.
2: Well, how soon? Yeah, how soon and the repairs. And right. if I could just take over the payments, then like you say, someone that's willing to do it on a work, you know, sweat equity would be good.
1: Right, exactly.
2: All right. Okay. Any questions about this one before we move to the next one?
1: Nope, that makes sense. All right. Um, let's, you know, I was looking at uh, a couple of these here um, let's take a look at the one on Normandy Avenue. Uh, Vlad is the seller. Right. I have it up next. Good. Okay. So I noticed that this is three apartments, and um, apparently uh, two of them must have two bedrooms in them, but must be two uh, two bedroom, one bath, and one one bedroom, one, uh, one bath. Uh, one, of the que- one of the questions that you're going to want to find out on this, obviously, is, is how much do they rent for?
2: Where is it? Where is it that you're seeing that?
1: Okay, if you look down under the description, the type of the property, it says a multi-unit five-plus. I actually looked it up. uh, I actually looked it up to uh, check the comps and stuff, and it is a three-unit apartment building. Uh Aha. Okay. So, um, and he is asking one point five for this, and uh, obviously. He's he's close. You know the comps were coming in at 1.4, uh, but you know that range on the Zillow range can go up to 1.73. So I mean, it's a possibility that this could be a nice place. Now, do you want to be a landlord? That's the question. Um, not really. This is an hour, okay. an hour and a
2: half from where I live, and probably okay. Oh, it is, is? okay. Yeah. Okay. What this is, so what, I can tell you because I know this area. It's an old craftsman house that got divided.
1: Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. So it's not the greatest of areas, it sounds like.
2: It's an, it's an okay area.
1: It's nice it's okay. working
2: okay. class. Yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Gotcha.
2: I
1: can walk right. in it well, at
2: night and not be afraid.
1: <laughs> okay. That's a good thing. <laughs> All right. So uh, when you call up Vlad, what are your questions for him? Um, the,
2: the real thing I would want to know is, is it, um, has it been officially divided or is it just one house?
1: That is a good question because you probably have some different, uh, laws out in California when it comes to multi unit apartments, huh? Yeah, it makes it real difficult
2: to get a loan on it.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and, if they were permitted properly and stuff, too, that could make a difference as well. Um, now, he's willing to do a lease purchase on this one as well. But the problem with that is, is you're just going to be in one of the units. I don't, I mean, you'll have to talk to him. Maybe he's willing to lease purchase the entire thing. But uh, if you were to get this property, what do you think you would do with it?
2: I would only want it if I could get the whole thing. I wouldn't oh, want sure, it, sure. just one part of three. That would be craziness. Right.
1: Yeah. Do you and think this might be I, a
2: property you would you would consider um converting it back to a single family home? No, 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 no. That would be not best use of the property. Okay.
1: Got gotcha. Um
2: so what, so, what I would do with it is I, it would be like a like a sweat equity position, except uh-huh. I'm putting somebody in it to manage the other two units.
1: Okay, okay. So as I long would, as it cash flows, say what? As long as it would cash flow, you want to make sure you got enough income off of the two apartments, you know, to be able to uh, let the uh, whoever staying in there managing that property. I assume you're going to put him in there for a discounted price or even free. Oh, no. Okay, you're going to charge him?
2: Discounted maybe, but the discount that I would give him would be from our our
1: bump to what would be real rent. Gotcha. Okay. Um, So another thing that you could do with this property if you considered it is Airbnbs. Have you ever uh, thought about doing Airbnbs? I would be very interested
2: in doing Airbnb, but not in this part.
1: Not in? Okay. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, the best thing to do is just to call Vlad, see if he's open to terms. If you can negotiate a good deal, even if you don't want to be a landlord, I guarantee you there's landlords in that area that would love this deal. And maybe you could just wholesale it to them, you know, just take a finder's fee and and let them take over your contract. Okay. Okay. Any other questions about this one?
2: No, I'm doing a wholesaling on something like this, though, so it would still be. It would still only work if the, if the the title is all of the units is one title.
1: Sure. Absolutely. Okay. All
2: right. Got it.
1: Okay. All righty. Let's check out um, uh, El Dorado Avenue. Cameron is the seller. Okay. Now I don't know if you have questions on this one, but I had some questions. <laughs> what are your questions on this property?
2: Um. Well, we're in Yucca Valley, so we're kind of high desert. Okay. Uh, I'd have to check about the value. If there, if it's a, if it's worth five hundred, and he's selling it for one fifty, that's a big why.
1: Where did you get the five hundred dollar value?
2: Um. Uh, right under asking price, what do you think it would appraise for? Oh, sure. yeah. oh, I know, I know. But is that what he gave them? He thinks it appraised uh, appraise for around 500000 Right. All of the data you're looking at came from them,
1: from the VA. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought maybe you might have spoke to the seller already. Okay. So the other thing I was wondering about, it says $70,000 each. Um, so do you think he has a first and a second mortgage for around $140,000?
2: Well, that's a good question, isn't it? Seventy yeah, thousand yeah, yeah, We need I've to never find heard that out. Of that terminology.
1: Yeah, me either. I mean, that's the first time I've ever seen that. So, definitely. I mean, it'd be great if he does have two mortgages with seventy thousand a piece on them. That means he owes one hundred forty. I mean, ten ten thousand dollars. Boom. You know, you can buy this property for his asking. You know. Okay, right. so uh, he. He is relocating, and um, he wants to move as soon as possible. So those are two hot buttons that uh, you want to be able to push. Now I did notice this is a two-bedroom, two-bath, and it is a duplex. Again, it's a two-family. It says. So I'm guessing it's a one-bedroom, one-bath in each unit, and uh, they're probably not more, uh, no bigger than 400 and uh, approximately 20, 30, 35, you know, square feet apiece. So they're not real big, right? And okay, maybe that's what he's saying. He owes seventy thousand right. on each. The notes on the bottom say he
2: says there's two duplexes with two bedrooms, two baths each. So there's
1: four units. Oh, there's four. Okay, it says two family type of problems. Okay, gotcha. Okay.
2: Oh yes, I see. Oh. Okay. No,
1: seventy thousand on each one of them. Gotcha. Now is he asking one hundred and fifty for both of them? No, three hundred. Oh, three hundred. See, it says one hundred and fifty on here. Okay, so that makes more sense. Okay. All right. So, um, Cameron uh, is trying to sell them for one hundred fifty thousand, and he owe, oh, I'm sorry, one hundred fifty thousand a piece, and he owes about seventy a piece on them. Okay, so he's got some equity, but there's still some room there. Um, the taxes and insurance are included, so we really need to find out what kind of monthly payment he's willing to do. Apparently, he must be leaving the area since he's... uh, I mean, because if he's just relocating somewhere close by, he would still be willing to be the landlord or something, but he must be leaving out of state, and he probably doesn't want to deal with them anymore. So what would your questions be on this one? Yeah, it looks like we're stuck
2: with that the guys on a month to month lease well they're on a year one year one year lease that expires in April. Yep. So that means we're not gonna be able to raise the income until after April.
1: Right. So they would exactly. have to
2: cash flow right out of the and this is this is gonna be a
1: landlord situation again. Again, exactly, exactly. But remember, though, even if it you don't want to be a landlord, it is something that if you can get it under contract, you could probably find another landlord that you could make a few bucks and just flip it to them, you know, sign your contract to them. Okay.
2: Good. I've been so focusing on wanting cash flow myself that the idea of doing these with someone else is a – buying me out, at least that would give me immediate cash right
1: now. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that definitely looks like a good one to follow up on. All right. Let's take a look at, uh, let's see, uh, Avenue L. What's going on there? Isn't that the
2: Lancaster one?
1: Oh, yes. Did we look at that one already?
2: Yeah, we started with that.
1: Okay, which one would you like to take a look at next?
4: Um,
2: let's try
1: um, let's
2: try the Farragut Street one.
1: Okay, it's in Ridgecrest. Farragut. Yeah. Okay. Okay, they're asking three hundred and fifteen. They think it'll appraise for three hundred and fifteen, and they owe about one hundred and seventy. So they're pretty open with their stuff. Uh, they're relocating for a job again. There's your hot button. Uh, doesn't need any repairs, and the sooner the better. So that's another hot button you want to mention. And let's see here. What are the notes? When you
2: say they're relocating, oh, I see, reason for selling, relocating. Got it.
1: Yep. Okay, they'll consider a lease purchase as well. Okay. So, what I would do with this property, obviously you want to go and find out what the rental comps are go, going to be. Now, remember when you're going to um try and do a lease purchase, you want to try and get the um the seller to uh you know, what if they would normally rent this property, let's say they'd normally rent this property for about 1500. You know, that's what the going rate is. I would try and get Jackie to drop that to at least 12 maybe 1300 just by reminding her that we are going to be responsible for all the maintenance on the, and repairs on the property, which can save her thousands of dollars. So, um, you know, we'd like to have a little bit of room to make some money off of it. So we're just a reminder of that. And hopefully uh, you can negotiate a, a, a deal that works good for you. Now, her payment is $1,200. It would be ideal if you could just take over that $1,200 debt um, per month. But if she will not let you do that, Again, you know, you want to try and um, no. I mean, if you can take over the twelve hundred dollars, that's fine. But if she's wanting, you know, like fifteen hundred or eighteen hundred or somewhere there, you want to try and get that down a little bit, just so you have some money, some room to make some money as well. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. All right. Any questions about this one? Um.
2: No, we have quite a bit of um. It looks like she's asking pretty much for full price on it, so we're really just paying her off over time, over the full course of the lease, right?
1: Right, exactly. And I would try to so negotiate our, the longer... Do you know what your closing costs are in the state of California? Um,
2: I don't know exactly. If we're looking escrow and title, we're probably looking at about 1500
1: Oh, that's not bad. Okay. All right. But I was going to say lease purchases, you know, if you've got a large um, closing cost that you're looking at and you can't do better than two years, I would always try and go with a lease purchase. Um, These people were already mentioning a lease purchase, so you're probably not going to get longer in a couple of years. You might be able to get longer. I mean, always ask for it. But uh, generally when it comes to a lease purchase, we usually um, get at least two years off out of it.
2: Okay, now you're saying that because a lease purchase, I don't need to go through the entire escrow, and title, and closing, and all right. that. Right, exactly,
1: exactly. Okay. Okay. You know what so the uh, you know what the lease purchase uh, short form is on the well, it's probably in your uh, in your uh, your Quick Start manual, and you can find it on the Gold Club as well. You do not want to use the long form; you want the short form. And that's the one where we used to buy the property. Now I do recommend that you close that with your attorney, even though it does not have to be notarized. Or, well, it might have to be in California. Have you actually found an attorney in California yet? No, I had my first meet, my first conversation
2: with my mentor today, and that's been uh-huh. confusing for me since day one because I've been in real estate and everything I've done is with title and escrow, never using an attorney. And my mentor also in California said, "No, no, no. California, we don't use attorneys to close. We use okay. title and
1: escrow." Title and escrow. Okay, okay. All right. All right, do you have any other questions on these uh lead sheets? Yes, yeah, so
2: on on these on this particular one, what I'm really going for is to take it off her hands and just give her a little cash flow. So she doesn't Uh need to worry about it, and I get all the rest of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay.
2: Okay. Good. Got it. All right. So the basic plan is get the information, look up the comps, see what I can do, work out the exit strategy, call and find out what they really want, and then solve the problem. Exactly.
1: (laughs) You got it. Okay. All right. Great. Um, I think we covered them all. You're welcome. I think we went over all of those, didn't we? Uh, We we got all
2: all but two of them, but I think I can probably handle the two.
1: Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Annette. It was great talking with you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Okay, John. Do we have anybody else?
0: Uh, Not in the queue, so I want to remind people that if you want to get into the queue to ask a question, press star six, star six on your phone, and you'll be placed into the queue, and we can, uh, we can get you on here to, to uh, talk to Julie. So, um, Okay. okay. So so I, do see, also, I do see other ones here.
1: Okay. I just wanted to remind everyone that we do this call on the second Monday of each month. Go Club members, can, can, uh, they can submit their deals prior to the call, And we will review them right here. If you have a Gold Club member, you can listen but not participate. Uh, You can get more information and sign up for the Gold Club at www.ronsgoldclub.com. And also... All right, who do we have on the line, John?
0: Okay. Let's see. We have uh, we have one more right now in the line. This is uh, go ahead. The, the uh, call on the line. It's is it Sue Van Yen? Yes. Go yes. oh, ahead. this is oh,
3: Go ahead. Yes. Yes. I have a question. Um, I don't sure. have enough time to. Uh, I didn't. Um, I didn't know it ahead uh, To in order to submit the list. I am late, uh, but um, I have a question about, um, I have a seller who agreed to uh, to sell the house to me, sell, sell his house to me for, $200, for $284,000. 284? $284,000? Okay. He, yeah, he agreed to uh, to let me take over the mortgage of 184000 and he won uh, hundred thousand um, uh, of his equities in cash.
1: Okay, so he won and the 000, house.
3: Something. Yeah, the house is, um, you know, um, estimate of around two hundred, uh, three hundred twenty two. Something, but the house right. is uh, sit sit on the, the uh, a big lot. Uh, On one 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 acre lot, and he say the lot can be dividable to build another house.
1: Okay, so he's asking two eighty four. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, he's asking two eighty four. Now the three twenty two. Is that what you think the the value of the property is?
3: I check. I check zero zero. So uh, okay. three twenty two yeah. two hundred.
1: Okay. Okay, and so how big is the extra lot?
3: The house it, is it in uh, on one acre lot?
1: One acre, okay. Um, I don't know if you have laws or not where your uh, your lots have to be a certain size. So definitely check into that. But if the lot can be subdivided, do you know what the uh, value of a, probably like a half an acre lot would go for in your area?
3: Oh, that is what I don't know.
1: Okay, you want to check into that, find out what what it would go for, and of course, okay. um, if if it's going to be feasible, absolutely. Um, you know, he's willing to do the two eighty four. Is he willing? Uh, and he wants a hundred thousand cash down. Do you have the yes. hundred thousand? cash to Give him.
3: No, that is what I'm. I I I stuck from that. I don't know what to do with. Um, okay. How to you come up with a hundred thousand cash?
1: Okay, well, I mean we can always try and get him to come down a little bit, uh, but he's probably not going to want to come down much more. If that's what he's saying, he wants 100000 that's probably what he wants. But over time, he may become more negotiable. But that acre lot, you need to find out what that lot's worth because it may be worth, uh, let's say it's worth $75,000, okay? And, uh, or even 100000 You know, you don't know. You've got to check into it. But whatever that's worth, Um, I would look to see if that's something that – if he's in agreement, I would get like a 60-day to close, get it under contract, and go and try and, uh, you know, sell that lot. But, again, it's going to take some time to get it subdivided. So I don't know how long it's going to take to get it subdivided in your area. And with COVID and everything, everything's going slower now. But, uh, I mean, if that's something that you could – Subdivide that lot and sell it off, maybe you can get him to give you uh say six months to get you that hundred or to get him that hundred thousand. Everything is negotiable you just got to ask so oh, i mean yeah. i would try and I would tell him I'm willing to give you the hundred thousand, but I can't give it to you all right this second and typically um, you're probably going to sell this property for around three twenty well Around 300,000 and subdivide it and take that other half an acre and, and, and um, sell it off by itself. That's what I would do. So you're going to probably going to get about 30,000 down. So if you were to get 75,000 out of it and you got another 30,000 from your tenant buyer, you could probably get him that 100,000. Now you are going to have to come up with a little bit of closing cost, but it doesn't sound like, "I'm sorry, what area are you in?
3: Well, the uh, the property live? is um actually I am what? in in Vancouver, Washington, and the seller uh, okay okay yeah the seller the seller is from uh, from uh, Louisiana uh, and he divorced oh. and he moved to Oregon okay
1: but the so property is, the is
3: pro- in uh,
1: is the property in Vancouver? Or is it in Louisiana? Louisiana okay. So the properties in Louisiana, and he uh, and you are in Vancouver. Yes. Okay. So that means you're going to have to do everything electronically from your unless you're planning on going there. Um, but I mean, that's it. Can still be done. I mean, there's attorneys and and closing agents and stuff that will close you know from anywhere. Um, it will be a little bit more difficult to try and get the property subdivided and sell it off, and but it's not. Out of the uh, the realm of possibilities, like I said, anything is negotiable. You just got to talk to the seller and see if it's possible. So I would okay. start with see. If it would take um, that hundred thousand and maybe within a six month period, maybe giving you know whatever you get from your down payment from your tenant buyer, and then um, sell off that land. But you'll have to look into that land, find out how much it's worth first before you even talk to the seller. Because if it's not okay. going to be worth enough you know I don't know that I would go that route um there's always uh the possibility of uh let me see it's worth 322 he's asking 284 so there's not a lot of room there but you could always get a um you know a private lender to come on board uh does he have a mortgage on the property
3: yes the, the mortgage balance is uh 184,000 <clears>
1: Oh, he owes 184 Okay, so he owes $184. Yeah. All right. So a private lender, you know, they'd have to be in second position. They're probably not going to be too open to that. But, again, anything is negotiable, you just got to ask. Um, do you have any other questions about this property?
3: No, that's it. I, uh, I th- after I talked to him and I, I stopped, I don't know what else that needs to be done.
1: Okay, John. Do you have any suggestions for her? What she would do with this property?
3: Excuse me. Well, uh, we,
0: no, not not. I mean, for us, a is a deal, and so yeah, I would definitely look at what the lot is worth, and yeah. um, and then try to, to peel that off. But but uh, we and we would do that, and we've done that before. But um, I, you've got to make sure you've got enough cash to cover the whole deal you don't want to be uh, I, we exactly. have bought properties where with the it was the lot that made the money for us that if yeah. the, the whole deal at first might have been close to let's say a break-even we knew we had a, an extra lot to sell off and that's right. what really made the deal for us a lot of money in exactly.
1: <clears throat> yeah. All all right yeah so um, that's what I would do is I would start off by finding out how much that uh, extra lot is worth and how quickly you can get it subdivided and then I would speak with the seller and see if you could get him to take that hundred thousand, or even less, if you could get him, tell him, you know, would uh, with, with seventy five thousand, you know, depending on what your lots gonna be worth. So just ask and try and negotiate. That's the best you can do.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, is there is there any way? Can you tell me how uh, how do I do to find out the value of the lot?
1: Well, you know what, I would start by, um, since you're in Vancouver, <laughs> it's going to be a little bit difficult, but I would start by contacting a realtor in the area and asking them if they could tell you what a uh, half-acre lot would be worth in that area.
3: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: You can also go to okay, Zillow and you. just click the land. Go to Zillow and click yep. land.
3: Okay. Yeah, you can check
0: do, the comps, two- do comps and land.
3: Oh, Okay. 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 Okay, I will I will do, do that.
1: righty, Well thank you for calling in.
3: Yeah, thank you so much for your help.
1: You're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Okay, John, who do we have up next?
0: So we uh we've got a lot of callers that are listening, a lot of listeners tonight, but we don't have anyone in the queue. So again, if you want if you have a question, you want to get into the queue just hit star six on your phone. It'll put you into the queue, and we'll we'll get you right on right now. So, um, all right. Uh, no, yep. and,
1: uh, Let's go ahead and remind everybody that the uh, prices for Quick Start and mentoring are going up in January. Again, if you yep. have any questions, you can call the eight 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 three nine one nine eight four four. Uh, uh operators are standing by until about nine PM this evening and you need to um um you know, check into it before January first. All right. We have actually well, we do have
0: a Annette is back on, Annette with those okay. eight property sheets. So let me let me bring her in. Let's see if we can get her in here. Uh let's see, I'm having a little trouble with the system here, but I can go ahead and just I think
2: I, I was not wanting to monopolize the time, but since nobody else is raising their hand, the that's problem right. that I have has to do with marketing. Now, I, as we both know, I'm brand new at this. So uh-huh. I'm in an area that's a pocket of Los Angeles. And while I can go and handle property anywhere in the greater L.A. area, it's a big drive. So I'm looking at the best way, how to get the best uh, return for my marketing time and energy and what I should do to get started. Okay.
1: So there's different uh, schools of thought on that, actually, depending on, you know, how you want to go about it. I tell you what, when it comes to marketing, I always like to start out with the cheap stuff first. And so my favorite way of marketing and what I get a lot of my deals from are bandit signs. Now of course out in California you may have a little bit of trouble uh with bandit signs. Are you able to put bandit signs out in your area? Um I haven't tried, but we're in kind of a
2: a very eclectic, you know, a lot of Mavericks, rednecks out here, so we'd I'm glad to
1: get away with that. Okay. Well, I like the the bandit signs real well. You should have on your vehicle and anybody else's vehicle that you know of that will let you either a wrap or some magnet signs uh, with your telephone numbers. Do you have Pat Live by any chance? I have signed up
2: for it. I haven't tried it yet, but I do have six numbers.
1: Okay. Yes, exactly. And so those different numbers, if you can, like, for instance, if you have any children, any brothers, sisters, parents, anybody that would be willing to put magnet signs on their vehicles, I always tell them, hey, I'm going to give you a magnet sign. This number is unique to you. And if anybody calls in and I end up buying a house from your telephone number, then I'm going to pay you a finder's fee. Now, I also need to let Pat Live know that that's one of the questions they need to ask if um, someone calls in, uh, if, what number did they call in on if they called in from a bandit sign? Because one of the questions I want them to ask is how did they hear about us? They say, I've seen a magnet sign or a bandit sign or a business card, you know, anything like that. I want to know, for instance, on my business cards, let me just tell you what I do with my business cards too. I have an extra line on the front of my business card that says referral name here in parentheses, and there's a line there. And I give my business cards out to people that I meet. Um, You know, I, I give them out to sellers when I go to visit houses. I give them out to buyers, you know, anybody that um, I come into contact with and I can work in the, uh, real estate into the conversation, which I'm always trying. So I'll tell them, hey, look, I buy houses here in the area. If you know anybody that's got any house for sale, give them this business card. Put your name right here on this referral line. And then um, if they call me and I end up buying the house, I'm going to pay you X amount of dollars as a referral fee. And I tell you what, that works great uh, because not only do I get somebody else handing my business cards out for me, but the person that got that business card has now had a personal invitation from somebody they know to call Annette because Annette buys houses. And so it's a much easier conversation when you talk to that seller. Uh, But, again, you want to let Pat Live know if they're calling in on a business card, is there a referral name on there? You know, that way you can track it because you always want to track your leads. But those are some great ways that don't cost much or very little. And um, and then at that point, I would check with the yellow letter lady. And um, you know, you've know you heard of Ron's uh, Deal Finder, haven't you? Deal Finder? No. Yeah, Ron's Deal Finder. It's on uh, Quick Start. You can go on there and watch the video. It's a great uh, platform that he has. And it will allow you to go in and target market and send out letters or postcards or uh, whatever you want to do. But you can target the type of seller you're looking for, so that's a great um, uh, use of your money. Now, that's going to be a little um, – um, John, I, don't hold me to this, but it's like two or $300 a month. Does that sound right?
0: I think it's a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I want to say a couple hundred bucks a month.
1: Yeah, I'm not is. sure in that, somewhere in that neighborhood. But like I said, go on the Go Club and watch the video. It's a really great way to um, to do some advertising mm-hmm. and marketing, and it's not that expensive. Okay? Okay. How right. about Any other?
2: something like leads, I mean, like an ad on Craigslist?
1: Is that pull very ad, well? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Ads on Craigslist, ads on Facebook. Have you got a Facebook profile yet for your business? no that's on my to-do list for the week yep and your mentor is going to be telling you get an ad on facebook get an ad on craigslist um and everything else that i've just went through you know the business cards the um bandit signs um let me see there's so many great ways the magnet signs are wonderful too and you know i've taken advantage of pool tab flyers even but uh with again with the COVID situation, people are not getting out to restaurants as much as they were and um so it's hard to get pool tab flyers in certain areas but I've sold and bought houses from pool tab flyers. So, you know, so I know you're they work pull, pull tab flyers. A pool flyers? tab flyer. That's just that's just a flyer that says we buy houses for cash and it's got your telephone number down your Pat Live number down at the bottom. They can pull it off.
2: Ah, oh, okay, they pull off a little piece of it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Who's your mentor? Uh, Alton. You get a mentor? Alton Jones.
0: Ah, oh, you're in good hands. You're in good hands. Listen to the man. He knows what he's doing.
2: <laughs> well, I just had my first conversation with him today, so this is good. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I love Alton. Good guy. Good guy.
1: Oh, yeah, Alton's oh, wonderful. Yeah, he we have another caller in the queue. Yeah. Oh, okay. Here we got. Thank
2: you for your help, guys. Uh, You're welcome. Okay, in thank that. you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: We have, let's see, it looks like uh, Rogelio. Rogelio, is that right? Yeah, that's, that's better than most.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hi, this there is Julie.
5: <laughs> hey, uh, and, uh, and listen. I, I got a I got a, a lead here that I just ran up on. I haven't. Uh, I got most of it uh, covered, but not a hundred percent. But I think I got enough that I was just looking to follow up to see if you think this might be a good lead. If I give you okay. some information, okay. Uh, okay sure. And i I'm, uh, uh, I'm in San Antonio, Texas, and this is a lead in San Antonio, also. Okay. All okay. right. It what is, it, it, they are originally, they oh, uh, wait, let me, before I give you that, let me give you this one other caveat that I think you need to know. Uh, it okay. is, uh, li- it, it is listed and, uh, uh, is listed and it's stated, uh, motivated. The seller is very motivated.
1: Okay. So
5: I called a realtor and I spoke to her and asked her, yeah, they have it listed for $459.9. 459 nine. $4. 9 I, okay. I, I asked them if they would consider a lease purchase.
1: Uh-huh.
5: Uh, uh, no, I said, but uh, is that the best you can do? And she said, well, I don't know. Uh, she say uh, may maybe maybe sending an offer with about four thirty. Okay. And we're going to see. But they are basically at the point where they are accepting any offer they are considering all offers
1: okay okay, okay and so okay. basically, what is your question? how would you proceed or what what, what would be your question
5: well yeah uh, basically for the four uh for the four thirty and uh-huh. uh it it comes out i think it comes if i remember right it comes out for uh three forty five one twenty
1: Okay, and so it's listed with the realtor for 459 even though the comps are 345 Wow, realtor thinks that they can get that much money out of it, huh? Okay. Yeah. How long has it been on the market, do you know?
5: It's been, uh, I think this one has been on the market over 90 days.
1: 90 days, I wonder
3: why. I, I <laughs>
5: don't, I don't okay. remember the exact amount. I didn't write it on there. I meant to write it and I forgot okay. to do it.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. But, I, but okay. I know it's
5: about 90 days at least.
1: Okay.
5: And the, the right. rent, the rent, the rent comp is uh twenty three, twenty
1: four. Okay. Twenty three, twenty four. So basically twenty three hundred. All right. So. Uh, and it, it, well, it is a four
5: four bedroom, two and a half bath, twenty seven hundred square
1: feet. Okay. So the realtor thinks it's worth four fifty nine nine. It's been on the uh, market for ninety days uh, plus. Um, Is this something that uh, occasionally when I run into situations like this, I always ask the seller, do you think that your realtor would release you from your listing if you sold it yourself since they haven't sold it? And so that's something that they might go to the realtor and find out. Sometimes the realtor is a friend of theirs and will, but uh, sometimes not. So if they won't release them, go ahead.
5: I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, I have not spoken to the owner. I was uh, I spoke to okay. the uh, realtor.
1: Realtor. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So then we need to get um, find. Well, it's been on 90 days, we need to find out how long was it listed for? Was it a 90 day listing? Or was it a 120 day listing? Typically, these days, it don't take longer than 90 days to sell a property. So I'm guessing it probably was only listed for 90 days. And I'm, I'm guessing that that is about to expire. So, um, I don't know. Um, it'd be nice if we could talk to the seller. But find out, at this point, this is what I would do. I would just find out how, uh, how long it's been listed. And if we could get around that realtor, because right now, if, even if you do a lease purchase, they're still going to have to pay that realtor a real estate uh, commission. And right. um, I don't know, maybe they'll negotiate a, a different amount because you're doing a lease purchase instead of a rental. Or, I'm sorry of a sale, uh, but um, you know, that realtor is going to want something if they're still in it when you make the offer. So I would try to avoid dealing with the realtor. And since it's been 90 days, I would find out when that listing expires. And once you know that, then, um, and you know the address of the property, more than likely the seller is probably living in the property. So maybe try sending them a yellow letter.
5: Okay. Okay. Yeah, because the seller is living. It's still occupying. No, no, I'm sorry. The property is vacant. And the, oh, uh,
3: it's vacant? The, oh, wow. Yeah, and it's, uh, okay. his
5: button his button is, uh, they're buying a, a second home in, uh, I, w- I want to say, I think the realtor told me, Colorado or something, but elsewhere.
1: Okay. Elsewhere. So they've already moved, and it's been on the market, and... All right. So that's a good thing, too. That makes that seller a little bit more motivated, so, and that's why they're willing to do at least purchase. Um, I would start with a uh, low offer then and and just try and get in communication with the seller. You, that way you can find out what the seller's name is. Um, I don't know if you'll get their address or anything like that, but this way you might be in some way to be able to talk with that seller just by making a low offer and seeing where that goes. Yeah, okay, uh, so I, I already
5: have the seller's name. All I would have to do is see what they are. Okay. I don't know if I'll okay. have the billing address yet. I'll have to look that up. But uh,
1: Yeah, I mean, you can always check your courthouse and find out where the tax ticket's being mailed to. Uh, do you know, I mean, did they just recently move? Because if they did, I think it's they, not I really going to help
5: me. Uh, right, I think they recently moved. That's why the car uh, because I looked them. it up okay. on the, uh, the county records. And
3: uh,
5: okay. it, it's carrying the same... Uh, the yeah. property address yeah. of the uh, okay. mailing address. So
1: Well you can only do your paper to, as well.
5: Right, right. I, I haven't skipped it, they said I just I just did that preliminary and um, got the the, right. the the seller's name and um, was looking to see where the uh, they were residing. But they still haven't as living in the property which he's not.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have any friends that are realtors? oh uh, yeah yeah well you might see if they could check and tell you how long that property well you know it's been on there 90 days but how long was it listed for they might be able to give you that information and they might even be able to give you the uh seller's contact information
0: i i, I got to jump in here i got to jump in here because you i just got to advise you really got to be very very careful if this is John, if you get into the middle of a contract like that and, you, and you're the cause of them breaking the contract with the realtor anyway, you could be found guilty yes. of what's called tortious interference. You, right. you interfere well, we, with a contract, you cannot interfere with that contract. And I think that you're, but I, I gotta
1: say, you're probably better off is, just... Yeah, how long before it expires and then how to get a hold of them once it is expired. Okay,
5: so did that answer your question? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yes, it does. It does. It gave me uh, a little bit more insight. Thank you.
1: Uh All right, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Okay, John, did we have somebody else?
0: We, uh, We have, again, we still have lots of listeners out there, and the queue is empty. So anybody who wants to ask a question, please press star six on your phone, star six. The, the queue is empty right now, so you can get in quickly if you want to uh, uh, get any uh, answers to your questions. And, oh, and also, don't forget that, the, as, uh, as Julie said earlier, the, the, uh, the fees are going up, the price is going up for Quick Start, and uh, mentoring on January one, and you can call their their operators are standing by tonight. You can uh, call eight 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 three nine one nine eight four four. If you haven't been to Quick Start, I really recommend it. You got to go. There's, a, there's a, a Quick Start coming up in the second half of January in Dallas, Texas. Uh, I think in March. I think March is up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and uh, so just keep track of that too on the on the uh, on Legrand dot com. We do have someone here else in the queue. Go ahead, let's see who this is. Okay.
6: Okay, yes, who's this? Uh, good evening. Can you hear me? This is Tom in North Carolina.
1: Hey Tom, how are you? Yes, Tom.
6: Uh, doing great. I hope you guys are. Uh yes. Appreciate Thank you me. taking the time tonight. I, I have uh, what. <coughs> I think is is kind of a unique question. Uh, we just literally completed the uh, Quick Start, and so uh-huh. we're very new to this, and we're excited about it. But uh, in the interim, I I uh, in, uh, how do I say it? I inherited a house, okay, and uh, I, I really don't know whether to go with lease. Purchase or or to cash out or whatever, but I'll give you the specs, and if you can kind of give me some assistance, I would appreciate it. Sure. Um, the The house is um, uh, eighteen hundred and eighty square feet. It's uh, three bedroom, uh, three full baths, um, fireplace, all of that. It has a three car uh, attached garage. It's on a third of an acre. And it's in a um remote area outside of Charlotte, but it's a very active area and growing area. We've actually okay. uh already received an offer on it for three o nine and based on the comps and everything that I've gone through so far, the comps run from from uh like two eighty eight to three fifteen so i I felt okay. like that was in the area right um now, now the uh, it has a breezeway and uh, you know a couple of decks. It's it's really nice place. vinyl siding, new roof, new uh, heat and air, um, on a dead end private road, uh, paved road, and uh, nice neighborhood. But uh, my my situation is this: is is uh, <laughs> should I cash out? I kind of lean because we got into the business to do the pretty house business and 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 uh, basically build a residual income. My wife and I have just entered our 70s, and we uh-huh. thought this would be a good retirement process. Um, but again, literally being brand new, uh, less than a month into this, we're, uh, I wasn't expecting this, and so sure. it kind of fell into my lap. And it's like, can we utilize what we have already?
1: Sure. Well, I tell you what, it really comes down to this. Do you need the cash um, or um, what about your income bracket? If you sold this property and you took that profit, is it going to put you in a different income bracket? So if you don't need the cash and you're not worried about your income bracket um, or you are worried about your income bracket, you might consider doing it as a uh, you know, a lease tenant. Now, that's totally up to you. Obviously, you're going to get more money out, out of it that way. It really like I said, it just really comes down to uh what you really need. Um, you can always though sell it and take the money from it and use it uh do like a like kind exchange and take a little bit of it for each one of uh, and and by the way, do you own this free and clear or is there a mortgage on it uh
6: yeah there there's a, a mortgage on it the mortgage uh, uh, total mortgage is ninety two thousand and the uh okay. payment is five. Five hundred
1: dollars. Okay. So you got about two hundred and eight thousand. Um, dollars yeah. Three hundred. Yeah. No, two hundred. Yeah, two hundred. Okay. So anyways, that's a lot of money that you could take and take uh, and put like twenty thousand into one house, twenty thousand into another, and you could do several properties and it could get you started on, you know, buying properties. But again, it really just comes down to whether you need the cash or not.
6: Yeah, we we don't need the cash. Uh, I, I was thinking more in line of of what Ron had uh, introduced to us. Uh, I I don't know what he calls it uh, professionally, but uh, the Amway program that he called. Uh, you take the cash out of one house and pick up three more houses and continue exactly, to do that. Exactly, that's
1: like-kind exchange. Exactly.
6: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and let me ask you this. I don't know this if this is a plus or a minus. We had considered uh, Airbnb because it, it's, it's close to like the Speedway in Charlotte uh, and it's right. close to downtown Charlotte or uptown Charlotte, this kind of thing, the stadium and what have you. But um, it, it's, um, it's set up, it, it's very open, it's set up for handicap accessibility. Uh-huh. And uh, I didn't know if that would be a plus or a minus because right now it has commercial carpet in it. It's it's nice. It's a very nice home, but it, it's not something you find every day, and that's the reason I, I felt that this might right. be a little awkward as far as a question. But
1: um, well, I mean, I, I do Airbnb myself, and I tell you what, you make a lot of money out of Airbnbs because you know uh-huh. you're getting you're renting them by the day instead of by the month. So you're going to get a lot more money that way. Now you are going to have days when you, you have no tenants in there. So you, if right. you've got time, you can always play with the calendar and you know discount the days that are orphaned, that are not being rented out. But uh, uh-huh. there's all kinds of money to be made in Airbnb's. Uh, and so it's totally up to you. I mean, is there a, sure. a draw? I know you said it was remote there. Is there a draw there that would what that people would want to come in as a touristy kind of thing
6: it is right off of a primary highway that's extremely active and it is a growing market because like uh, most metro areas uh people are looking for properties that they can commute from uh right. that's been my experience around the the area anyway and and the, the street that it's off it, it's off of is uh very busy very busy okay
1: but what i'm so saying it, is um, you're in North Carolina. How close are you to those North Carolina Panthers? I mean, what is a draw that's going to, that people are going to want to rent this place?
6: 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: Okay. 30 okay. minutes. So, and yeah, the that's, same that's, with the
6: that's, Charlotte that's, Motor Speedway. It's about 20 minutes from sure. the Charlotte Motor Speedway. There
1: you go. Uh, okay. So that would definitely make a great airbnb because you've got a lot of things that you can advertise and when people are looking at going to those kind of places more and more people are using airbnbs rather than staying in hotels or timeshares or places like that these days because there's a better bang, oh. bang for your buck you know? so
6: i see okay. uh, absolutely
1: so i mean you've got a choice you can go either way whatever whatever you want to do i would say is the way i would go
6: Okay, okay. Yeah, it, it's not the money thing. It, it's just, I mean, we've even said, well, you know, we just entered our 70s. <laughs> Who knows? We may need this place because of the way it's set up. But uh, um, i I just, uh, you know, <laughs> a little confused right now because our intentions are to build a, a residual income off of properties and, and right. as they say, you know, create the, the pretty home business. Uh, but we... We we introduced to Airbnb in Jacksonville and, and that became a secondary, so um well, you I think you answered my question. I appreciate it very much. Oh we have awesome. options. Marla. That's a great thing.
1: That's right. <laughs> you do. You've got options. You got great options. So good luck with that.
6: Uh thank you very much. Thank you guys for being on here. This is this is a tremendous asset. Thank you.
1: You're okay, well. alright <laughs> Bye
6: bye. Bye bye. Okay
0: uh once again we still have we still have the same number of listeners, and no one's in the queue right now, so we we can hang on this is a, I think designed to be you know hour hour and a half call um we can hang on a little while longer we got um the queue is empty if you want to ask a question, now's the time to do it. press star six on your phone. it'll be placed into the queue, and we'll get right to your question. Anything you want to add, Julie now?
1: okay. So um, I just wanted to remind everybody, I know we've covered this a couple of times, but uh, Quick Start's going up, and so is the mentoring in January. So, you know, if anybody is yep. thinking about uh, any of that, they might want to get uh, get registered now for all that before it goes up in January. The number to call right. is 888-391-9844. Operators are standing by until uh, 9 p.m., so they still got a little bit of time. But uh, otherwise, you can still call them tomorrow. But there are operators available this evening to answer questions.
0: Yep. And we've got a couple of now. now, a couple who jumped into the queue. So let's go to get to the next person. Okay. And we have, let's see. Hello. Hiya. Hi,
4: this is Dave. Uh, who's well, hi, is calling? This is Dave. I'm calling from New York.
1: Dave. Hey, Dave. How are you?
4: I'm fine. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you. So what's your question?
4: I got two quick questions. One of them is basically the first one is like an explanation. Could you possibly explain to me the A, the B, to the C transaction? On what? On 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 um, say a real estate deal. Say like I get a uh, contract on a property, right? Oh, okay. And the right, and it's a it's a purchase, right? And um, um. You know, putting my say this for example, say it's a two hundred thousand dollar house, right? And I have it okay. under contract for one hundred seventy five, and okay. I put twenty grand on it basically. So I'm selling it for you know to the my incoming buyer for one hundred ninety five, right? Now the thing is, sometimes, uh, and I'm pretty sure anybody listening to me will understand this, that sometimes maybe the the person to bring the cash to the transaction sees how much money you make and may balk, right? I'm not really worried the about pers- that right now, but but basically I just need the A, the B, the C to just to okay. get an understanding of it. That's what I mean.
1: Okay. Well, first off, you're going to get a purchase and sales agreement signed by your seller. And, right. Uh, so the purchase price is going to be on there. That's not going to change they do not need to know what you're turning around selling it for to your tenant buyer. I mean, they're not even going to be involved in that. So you're going to have a closing with your buyer, and you're going to have a closing with your seller. And depending on whether or not the seller needs down payment money, and depending on whether or not you have that money or you're relying on it from your tenant buyer, will depend on how you're going to set your closing up. I'll, I typically will buy my properties. I'll get them under contract. I'll go out and find my tenant buyer. And then I'll set up my, a closing with my tenant buyer and my uh, seller on the same day. But I will get my down payment money from my tenant buyer prior to going to closing. And uh, prior to even ordering a closing. Um, and um, so once you have your... um Purchase and sales agreement signed by your seller. You go to the closing. Once it's closed, the seller is not going to know what you're making off of it, and usually they don't even care. I mean, very seldom are you going to have any of them that are even going to care. Most of them are just happy that they don't have to make that payment anymore, or they don't have to deal with that property. As long
4: as they they're not going to be in the same property. room,
1: right? Exactly. They're not even going to be in the same room. Not going to have anything to do with it. So, um, I mean, it's pretty straightforward.
4: Did I answer okay. your question, Dave? I, 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 uh, yeah, a little bit more than likely. It's just that um, I've heard of where um, – because my understanding is that the owner, the person that I'm buying the property from, and the person that's um, bringing the cash to the transaction don't meet each other at all. They're in different rooms or whatever the case may Because in New York, you have to re- use an attorney. We don't really have okay. – um,
1: you know, right. um, well, uh, the simple absolutely. solution is, is even if you're closing on the same day, you, have, mm-hmm. you always want to close with your seller first because you can't sell it to that buyer without having, you know, some ownership to that property. So I will I mean, always get, I will always get um, a deposit on the down payment. So, for instance, if I know I'm getting ten thousand dollars from my tenant buyer, I'm going to get a minimum of two thousand down. Now. Uh, before I even order the closing. Now, if I know that I'm going to close it now, and I use an attorney in my state as well. I'm in the state of uh, Ohio and West Virginia. And I will write a personal check to my attorney. Now, you may have to do it differently. You might be able to um, uh, send a uh, check over. If you've got money in your account to cover that closing, then do it. If not, you want to try and get the full down payment from your tenant buyer so that you can make that um, payment to the seller before you close. So it's really going to come down to whether or not you've got the money to close or if you're relying on the money from your tenant buyer. If you do, you got to get it up front, Okay. but you'll close um, on that same day.
4: Okay, that kind of straightened out. My, my second question, this is real quick. Whenever you're purchasing, let's just say same transaction, right? And uh-huh. I'm purchasing the property. Now, the thing is I'm going to... I'm going to take this problem I'm going to put somebody in it of course but when I take it when I take it over and say I'm taking uh-huh. title to it one to Ron, you're not supposed to close in your own name so the thing is right then and there do I create an LLC in order to do it?
1: well I mean if you have to close in your own name you can and then you want to get uh, do it in a land trust but you automatically your land trust you want to have somebody to be the trustee. And typically, you want your LLC or maybe a, a utility LLC to be the land trust uh, trustee. But uh, if, if you don't have um, an LLC established yet, you can close in your own name. But again, it's going to, you know, it's going to go into the land trust and it's really not going to affect it that much. But I do highly recommend if you can to get your LLC set up first.
4: Yeah, well, I'm just saying that's only if you know if you're going to close and everything like that. Real quick, I just wanted to know, um, is it possible if I sign it, if I close in my own name, I could automatically assign it to my, an LLC if I wanted to, right?
1: Sure. If absolutely. I made
4: up an LLC after the fact and I right. and I have the contract I can assign it to my LLC and the LLC will take it from there, basically.
1: You can do that. Now, don't forget, you always uh, want to buy it in a land trust. So, the land trust really um, is going to be the owner of the property. Well, they're going to be the trustee to the property. Your, your LLC will be the trustee. But the oper- the person that owns the property, technically, if someone goes to look at it, is the uh, land trust. So, All right.
0: yeah, so, so let me just jump I'm in here. Just just let me just jump in. What, what Julie's saying is absolutely right. You, you would definitely not ever buy it in your name. Definitely not in your name. You can sign the purchase of sales in your name, but when you close, you're going to take the deed in the trust. The deed will not be in your name. Deed goes in the trust, and then if you set up your LLC a week or two or a month later, you just got to, your trustee would assign the beneficial interest of that trust over to your LLC. So you, it's good to have an LLC if you're in business as soon as you can. Uh, if you don't have it, just buy it in trust. Take the deed in trust.
1: Exactly.
4: All right. So the thing is, uh, you know, so I can get up the line and let other people go. I'm I'm buying from somebody, right? And the thing is, it's uh-huh. sold the property to me. Now, I don't have a, a trust or an LLC set up yet. So the thing is, when I close, I'll put. Dave in trust of is that it basically
0: no 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 use Ron's trust documents they're fine and your attorney will see those trust documents and bless them for the state you're in but you you don't you don't it takes you literally three between three and five minutes to create a trust that's it. it's a piece of paper it's a piece of paper that goes in your file so right. uh, you look on the Gold Club, you'll you look it up in the Gold Club, you'll see the, the standard trust agreement that Ron likes to use. And you're gonna use that and bring it to your attorney because every state's different. Your attorney will say, yeah, this is good, except we have to add one more sentence or whatever. But that's the essence of the trust. It's a very, very simple trust document and that's what you wanna use. And you never, ever, ever record the declaration of trust. That does not get recorded. Worst thing you'd be record- The most you'd be recording is it's either called an affidavit of trust or a certificate of trust deed. That's the most you'll be recording. Okay. And of course, right. the deed.
4: Of the deed. All right, fine. I just want to get that over because I know that when you go out into the field and stuff like that and you make these offers and you get one accepted, they're so excited that all of a sudden you say, oh my gosh, what did I just do? And yeah, no, don't
0: worry is,
4: about it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've got the trust agreements and everything like that. I have them ready. It's just that, like I said, when you're doing it, and you finally get somebody in a contract, first of all, you're saying, I don't believe I did this, and then now all of a sudden you come to closing, and um, you're going to close. And the the thing is, I just want to know, like, like you said, Dave, and I have the trust agreement, and then I'll take it from there. Well, I have an attorney anyway, so I'm I'm pretty sure he or she will be able to guide you through that, hopefully.
0: Yep, I would think so.
4: All right, listen. I'll let you guys go. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody that's oh, online. All
2: right,
4: Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Dave.
0: Okay, we have one. I'm a person here. Let's see. Okay, hello. You're on. Who is this? Hello. We have Real Pro. Who is on? Real Pro Home Buyers.
7: I am now on off of mute. All right. Uh this is this is Mike I'm calling from Boulder, Colorado. How are you?
1: Hi Mike, how are you?
7: Doing great, thanks. Yeah, so just a quick question. How do you um market to landlords or uh sellers to uh to get B and B properties?
1: How do you market like to get B and B properties?
7: Yeah, in other you know words, what? if you wanted to – yeah, go ahead.
1: Okay, I was just going to say, I don't market strictly to landlords or or uh, to get B&B properties. I just take whatever comes my way. You know, when I do all of my advertising, if a property comes my way that I think will be a good Airbnb, then that's what I'll do. I'll turn it into an Airbnb. Um, so I don't okay. market directly to them, but that's not to say right. that you can't. I mean, you can actually, um, for instance, um, you could go on uh, Facebook or uh, any any marketing platform that advertises properties that are for rent, and ask them. Uh, you know, would they consider doing owner financing and try and turn it into a lease purchase? And then if you can get that get that done, then you could approach them with the Airbnb um, uh, ID and see if right. they they're awesome. looking to uh, do it as an Airbnb. Now. Generally, once I buy the property, they don't care whether I do it as an Airbnb or not. You know, so that's totally right, going to sure. be up to you. Are you own it or are you just going to rent them out and do Airbnb?
7: Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about the like the flip way of doing it, of maybe starting out with an Airbnb and then working into a lease purchase or something. Uh huh.
1: Well, you could do that but, as well. Uh, Have you looked into yeah. the Airbnb um, uh, course?
7: I, well, I'm already pretty familiar with how to do it. What I'm looking okay. what I'm
1: kind well, of at the stage of doing
7: here is actually, you know, going out and starting to talk to landlords and just looking for more oh, efficient right. ways of marketing it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well I know they've got some scripts and things like that for uh, use for marketing to um, to try and get landlords to let you take uh-huh. over your property as a B.
7: Okay. I'll look into that.
1: Anything else?
7: I think that's it. Thanks for your help. Appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Mike. Have a great weekend, and um, Merry Christmas. All right. Thanks. You too.
7: Bye. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. We,
0: again, the, the queue is empty, so uh, we're coming near the uh, end of the call. Julie, it's uh, it's your call if you want to hang on. We still have a good number of listeners, and the queue is empty. So star six okay. would get you in into the queue, and we can pick you up right away. Now, Julie... Uh, I know someone who has an Airbnb course.
1: <laughs> I do. Do <laughs> you know somebody? Yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that, and uh, of course, we'll, Scott and I will be in uh, in Dallas at the Quick Start in January, and we'll be uh, in uh, Cherry Hill in March, and I think there's a virtual Quick Start in February. We'll be on that, I expect, so uh, we can talk all kinds of circles about the airbnb yeah, how to do I that
1: mastermind class coming up in february as well down in jacksonville
0: uh the masters yes the masters reunion i think it is isn't it
1: is it a reunion i thought it was just a mastermind class
0: uh, no, i don't think it's a class it's, a, it's like a reunion of masters i think i had a paper oh. right here oh. in front of me just the other day i don't have it right they now but. Be- uh,
1: they will be um, going over leads there as well, so anybody that's yep. got any yep. leads that are going there, obviously. I'm planning on being at that one. I'll be in yeah. Florida. Oh, yeah, we'll be there. We'll
0: be there. It's in Orlando. Scott I will be there, yeah. too.
1: Oh, it's in Orlando. Oh, okay. I thought it was Jack Yep. I like Orlando. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Scott, I don't see anybody else in the queue, so how about we call it a night?
0: Okay. All right, folks. Um, Good thanks thanks Julie good job tonight really appreciate it and uh one more on time yeah. yeah I'm the technical guy in the background here run through the control okay. panel so uh, okay. just one more reminder for anybody who is interested the uh, the quick start school and mentoring prices are going up on January one and there are people standing by now until nine p m tonight or you can call them later in the week eight 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 three nine one nine eight so please give them a call. And uh, I look forward to seeing all you listeners at the uh, one of these Quick Starts. I'm at most all of them, so I look forward to seeing you.
1: All right, great. Okay, well, everyone, you all right. have a Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you all next month. Same time, same place. Yep.
0: yep, that's right. See you, Julie.
1: Okay, thanks, Don. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye-bye.